Welcome to Chapter 1 of Health System CIO's interview with Dr. Zafar Chaudhry, CIO at Seattle Children's. In this segment, he talks about how employing lean methodology can help frontline staff take more responsibility for services provided, critical role patients have played in the decision to move to a migrated EHR system, and the tremendous benefits of having parents and caregivers speak about their experiences with technology. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with Health System CIO about some of the work your team is doing at Seattle Children's. Thank you, Kate, for taking the time to speak with me today. Sure. So let's start with an overview of the organization. Um, I know you have the medical center, but what you have in terms of clinics, uh, the research institute, things along those lines. So Seattle Children's is, is actually a health system. We cover four states, the Washington, Alaska, Montana, and Idaho regions, which is the largest geographical footprint for any pediatric organization in the country. We have about 45 sites, licensed for about 407 beds, and that translates into about a revenue of just over $2 billion. Our research institute is part of our medical center, and then we also have a foundation. Okay. And now, one of the things I noticed was the, the Seattle Children's Improvement and Innovation. Can you just talk a little bit about what that means in terms of uh, the guiding philosophy for the organization? So Seattle Children's has been focusing on what you would describe as lean methodology practices, for over 10 years now. So we follow a model similar to what you see in manufacturing, and we use lessons that we've learned from the manufacturing of airbags, actually, at Autoleave. So they use a lean methodology as well in terms of airbag manufacturing, and we've adopted that lean type of methodology in how we run our day-to-day business and also how we run our back office functions, HR, finance, and IT. So that means a constant focus on quality, safety, but at the same time, we're consistently challenging ourselves on cost improvement programs uh, year on year. Okay. Yeah, I know that the organization has had a reputation for a while for really sticking to those lean principles over the course of the years, and I'm sure that that has made a tremendous difference. The methodology has been heavily embedded at all levels within the organization. And we've sort of been running this model that allows the front line to take more responsibility for the services that are provided. We have daily huddles by specialty, by area, and they tend to focus in on the areas that need improvement, the areas that are causing blockers in the system. We call it our system for daily improvement. And that That has consistently happened. We also audit teams using that system to make sure that they are learning, to make sure that they are actually using and applying those techniques that they've learned. So the the organization has invested heavily in training and focus on this, and it's helped year on year keep our costs down and our margins relatively strong. Okay. So now 
what would you consider to be really some of the, the, the most significant priorities on your plate right now? So definitely in, in the technology space, so to give you context, my mm -hmm. IT group at Seattle Children's has about 422 people, and we're centralized in a single location in downtown Seattle supporting our health system. And within that domain space of our IT group, we have multiple verticals. So yes, we're doing what I would call the core commodity basics. We can fix people's laptops and we can run data centers, but we also focus on digital health and we have a strong enterprise analytics component. As a group in general though, the focus that we're putting in the organization over the next 18 months is actually our electronic health record. So we've been running a Cerner Clinical and Epic Revenue Cycle Patient Administration hybrid solution for over 10 years. And we've recently nice. decided to move from Cerner and put everything into the Epic bucket. And that program will be an 18 month journey. So that's, that's a huge focus for us. But in parallel, this was actually driven from patients. So I've been at Seattle Children's for about 18 months. And one of the first things I've implemented is a advisory panel for IT that is comprised of patients, caregivers, and parents. And patients were saying to us that the model that we were running, multiple portals and different places to access information wasn't helpful for them in terms of patient care. So patient engagement became a huge focus, which then led to, do we have the right electronic health record? So we're focusing a lot on the patient engagement space in parallel to the EHR program. Our EHR program will have a patient advisor as well as part of the project so that we make sure that we get the right tools in place. But in parallel, patient engagement for us is also that family experience. So we're looking at patient entertainment systems. We're looking at how we engage the children and keep them engaged whilst they're waiting for their clinic visits, et cetera, as part of that program. Okay. We're also focusing on cost improvement because I think every organization has to every year take a look at what they spend in, in what I would describe as IT being a back office function. So we're looking at those costs, and I've agreed in my organization to bring my IT costs down by about 2% a year for the next five years, because I think the less we spend on IT, the more we can spend on patient care. And of course, every CIO's daily worry, which is this whole cybersecurity issue. Right. So obviously a lot going on, and I really find it interesting that you're including patients and, and family members on the advisory panel, and I think that that's a very forward-thinking view. And how did you go about um, identifying people to be on the panel? So I think for us, it's quite interesting when you work in the pediatric space because I always say to myself that when I'm speaking to children, the average 11-year-old is a lot smarter than I am in terms of <laughs> what they want technologically. And at right. the same time, a pediatric facility tends to engage patients more. So as a hospital system, we have a group of individuals that are focused on engaging patients. So I went to speak to that group to say, actually, it's fine that the hospital system has that advisory group, but I need more focus. So I need some volunteers. And they helped me find volunteers. Uh, interesting enough, patients uh, and, and parents. So the teenage patients and parents of younger children 
are quite vocal uh, about mm. what they would like to see from a technology perspective. And it yeah. fits very well with the values that our organization has. So one of the values our organization has is collaboration and providing equity uh, to our patients. So marrying the values together, getting our larger patient advisory group to make nominations for volunteers for the IT group ha has been how we've gone about doing that. And we've done this now for almost 18, 18 months. The group meets like clockwork every month. And we've had a lot of impact on the team. So one of the things I wanted the team to feel is what the parents feel on a daily basis. Because when you're yeah. an IT group and you're somewhat detached from what happens on a day-to-day -day basis because, you know, you might be in office, you might be in an office block in a different location and you don't get to see those patients on a daily basis. We wanted to use the group to educate IT. So every quarter we actually bring in a parent. We, we run a whole, what we call an all-hands session where every IT member is invited to attend physically or through WebEx virtual model and we bring in a parent and the parent tells their story to my IT team. They tell us about their child, they show us pictures, they tell us about their children's condition, they tell us yeah. about their experience and journey. And their focus is always, well, this is where technology helped me and this is where technology hindered me. Right. And very quickly, you can see the change in the team's focus on, well, how does that make you feel? You know, when you're sitting in a room and a parent is saying that, I have a seven or eight year old child who, who probably only has an X number of months to live and has yeah. certain wishes that they would like to do before time runs out. And yeah. some of those are hindered by the fact that, let's say, for example, we can't stream videos because our Wi-Fi won't allow that. It doesn't have enough bandwidth. It yeah. really drowns a person when you're looking in the eye of that parent to say, oh my God, we're technologists. And we could easily have resolved that, but why didn't we? Yeah, sure. So it really gets you focused. And I think it's energized the team to start looking at this differently. Because I always tell my team, we're not in the business of technology. We're in the business of patients. So right. let's stop focusing on what technology do we buy next week. And let's try to focus on solution provision. And if that involves some technology, that's fine. But sometimes you don't need technology to solve a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And the word powerful really describes it well, having the people who are living through these experiences talk about them. Now, in terms of the EPIC rollout, so that's going to be, as you said, about an 18-month effort. Now, what is the status at this point? Um, are you in, in the, the, the planning phases? So we're in what EPIC would describe as phase zero, so definitely the planning mm -hmm. phase. That right. uh, kicked off early January. And we hope to get to go live around about June of next year. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.